Oh, we are going to, uh, no, I, I just thought about this. We will open with a little discussion on, uh, this Watson trade that is imminent. I honestly have not had a moment to look th- at all today at that. Is I got it you. actually Don't imminent? Don't worry about it. Like, I, I, got I mean, you. I, I, got I you. need to look into it, but uh, no, you're good. I, 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 I know what's up. going on. I know, I know you do, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't do my own research. That's how cults start. <laughs> You know, it's true. Some asshole just believes some other asshole and it doesn't right, look start, into let's it. Let's and... start the goddamn show. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamble as a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money, and it is week seven of the NFL season, and today's show is all about the gambles, all about the bets, all about the wagers. We will each give out a Thursday night lean to start off this show for the Thursday night football game that is now a, a game led by Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson for the Cleveland Browns. We will also give out the Sunday night locks in a game that is one of the most boring games on the schedule in the history of primetime games. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we'll be doing the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here will be giving out five bets for the Sunday slate. Three sides, one teaser, and one total. But before we get there, boys, before we get to all the bets, before we get on how to make money in the NFL Week 7, we have to talk about a hot topic. Because it might even happen by the time this show goes from being recorded right now to being produced and, and thrown out into the world out there into the public. But the Deshaun Watson trade is imminent. As of right now, it is rumored to be Deshaun Watson going to the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagliavoa going to the Washington football team, and a bevy of draft picks and maybe some other players going back to Houston. Now, I'm, we're obviously not going to talk about the off-the-field stuff with Deshaun Watson. This is not the show for that. It is way above our pay grade to talk about that. But as for football-related stuff, you have the 1-5 Miami Dolphins led by Brian Flores. Probably this is the worst-case scenario for them trading away their draft pick Tua to get in. Deshaun Watson, who we have as one of the top five QBs on our QB list, you have the Houston Texans. One and five themselves, run by Jack Easterby, trading away the best player that's probably ever played for that franchise. Granted, off the field stuff is there, but and they're getting back what draft picks starting over. What exactly is there to build upon? And then somehow, the White Knight coming in, the Washington Football Team making this trade work by saying, "Hey, we'll take Tua." Our team stinks right now, as Drew said. That the most disappointing unit is that defense. Hey, Tua. Come on over, buddy. You want to come play for the nation's capital and have your brother do TikToks on uh, on on Sean Taylor's number that we have in the field? Come on down. Dangles, I want to go to you because you were the one that was most surprised that this trade was imminent is actually happening. Those three teams, all those players moving around, this is the NFL as the start of the trade deadline. What are your thoughts on this very imminent trade for Deshaun Watson? Well, I, I was mostly just surprised that, you know, it was, I guess, so imminent. Um, we've been hearing about this for a little while, though. The All of the trade rumblings that have been going on, the Dolphins' name has been coming up in all of these talks. So I don't think this is a wild landing spot uh, for Deshaun Watson necessarily. necessarily. Obviously, a need a, a team that feels like it can win right now. If you're going to go after a guy like Deshaun Watson, who wants to win himself, the, the Dolphins must think they have outside of that. If they have a quarterback, they have pieces to win. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but, but I mean, why else do you go after a guy like this? So uh, I guess the question is, Nick, you know, Nick Casario wants three first rounders and two second rounders uh, for an asking price for this. I don't know if the, I don't know if the, the Dolphins will be willing to pay that and how to it factors in, I guess, you know, uh, what do you do? This guy clearly isn't it in Miami. Like he's not what they drafted him no, to he's not. be. Um, you know, you've been talking Tony a lot this week about Justin Herbert and how he's clearly, and that's the benchmark, I think. And I think a lot of people would agree that he's the benchmark for that quarterback class. And Tua's, he just hasn't done it. So who knows? Maybe a fresh start would benefit him, but uh, I'll be interested to see what happens here and, and whether or not this gets finalized. If not this week, then by, I think the November 2nd trade deadline. Schaefer. I'm going to give an A, B and C grade for all the teams involved. And I think the A grade, and you guys might roll your eyes and chuckle, I think the A grade's for the Houston Texans here. 
Uh, if they actually get those bevy of draft picks, right? We've seen what's going on in Houston. We've seen what's going on in Detroit. Uh, these teams aren't going to be good next year or maybe even after that. So why not? Why not build through the draft? Why not what you see, what you have in Davis Mills for the rest of the season? Why not? I mean, yeah. you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Deshaun Watson clearly was not going to play there this year. And so I actually love this move for the Texans if they can get that asking price. I really do. Yeah. You, you, you might as well build up through the draft and set yourself up for the future. So when you're ready to compete, maybe Cully goes out. You know, he's the coach in waiting. You get some hot, fresh coach. Uh, you know, I, I, I really I really think it's a it's a it's a can't lose for the Texans. Uh, the B grade would certainly for be the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you get Deshaun Watson and you, Tony, you said, you know, you don't want to talk about all, all the field problems, which I, I respect. But like, how can you not like right. wonder yeah. about his future? You just don't know. Yeah, What does it, it mean? It, it, Is he going to play and, and when and like, what does all well, this mean? When I, he's going to continue I, to be, I, you know, not you to know, cut dealing you off with this through, legal but stuff. This puts uh, the NFL on notice because as of right now, the NFL has made no ruling on what Deshaun Watson is. He is not right. on any commissioner exemplist. He's been a healthy scratch for the Houston Texans. Right. If Miami gets him in the building, does Miami continue to make him a healthy scratch or does Miami want him to play football immediately? And then the NFL would have to step in. So, yeah, keep going, Drew. Well, so I hate to cross-pollinate here, but it's interesting that this trade would even happen because, again, cross-pollination, you go over the MLB – no one's touching Trevor Bauer. No, no, no one's yeah. even touching him with a ten foot pole. In fact, there's, you know, there's been reported he might not play baseball again ever. Yeah, he's thirty one yeah. years old. So the fact that that the, the NFL or the Dolphins are going through with this, I feel they have done their due diligence, and I think they feel at least at least an ounce of confidence he's going to suit up at some point in the near future. So I. I do like the move in on paper for the Dolphins. You just don't really it's know what's going to transpire. It's yeah, such it a huge risk. risk. Like, and especially and, when and the listen. Texans are asking for this, if you fuck this yeah. up, if you Wait. don't get this right, Miami, and you send off the next three or four years of your football team, but we and don't know Tua, what the picks are. You know? No, well, you know what I mean? yeah, we don't, like, we we don't know what the the accepting price is. This, as no, far as we know, Miami's the only that's team what in the game. Wants. That's what. Well, that's of course, what that's he, what he wants. Know. But it would have if someone offered him that, it would have happened yesterday. The reason why it's taken so long is because no one's offered. They're working that yet. on it. Sure. So at what point did Houston finally say, "All right, we're good"? I'm not sure yeah. it's going to be the three first that people are are, are out there to be reporting. It's going to be also, a lot, though. Either way, no matter what, it's it? going to be a lot, right? I and don't Tua, know. if Tua is part of this, I'm just I'm just sort of speculating. If Tua is part of this package and they get some sort of also, you know, selection of draft picks, that it's it's just such it's I such do, a big risk. It's such I a big risk bring for up Miami. Tua. I do want to bring up Tua because well, this guy. Tony, Tony, it, yeah. let me finish. Let me let me finish my grade real quick. Okay, sure. It's only okay. been seven minutes. Keep going. <laughs> a C. Washington football team. Tua and the football team. I don't. I don't really. I mean, again. A change of scenery might do him well, but I, I think this is a reach at best. If all you're getting is Tua for the football team, I don't really I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I do if dependent on the cost. If they're spending a first round pick and Tua comes to town, that's not that's not worth it. We've seen that Tua is not ready to be in the NFL. But if they're just throwing in a even a late second or a third round pick and two is coming to town. It's better than what you got in Heineke and Fitzpatrick. Or, I mean, it might be better than what you have in Heineke and Fitzpatrick. Who knows? The thing that Miami's doing, though, with their draft picks being traded away, their pick next year is already going to Philly. So they're already sure. spending, if they're throwing first round picks, 2023, 2024 picks. So this is all for the future is now move for Brian Flores yes. and the Miami Dolphins. Very interested to see what happens. Very interested to see what the package becomes. But again, this is not just smoke out there. There is fire there in this trade. Will oh, happen. Yeah. And it's going to be affecting some of my picks that I'm making today in these bets. Very excited to talk about it. But Dangles, I think it's time we dive into the bets. I think it's time we put that to bed. I'm sure yes. we'll talk about it when the trade actually happens. But let's go into the Thursday lean. What is going on with tonight's NFL game? All right, Cleveland and Denver. This game is at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. The Broncos are uh, uh, giving two points here. The Browns, two-point home favorites. Total in this game is 40 points and the hook. Another mm. uh, stellar uh, Thursday night game that will not include Baker Mayfield, it looks like. There were no lines on uh, props for quarterbacks, uh, Browns quarterbacks last night. And uh, today when I checked in on the numbers, Case Keenum is there. Yep. Uh, so here we are, Case Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater. And um, 
yeah, this, this could be interesting after, you know, the Browns took a tough loss last week with Baker and that dislocated shoulder. God, they look terrible. <laughs> and they looked just... really they looked really bad. Who saw that, by the way? I don't, which one of us saw that? Was that me? It might have been me. I don't know. I can't. Remember. I can't quite remember. <laughs> did you Did you see too? They're all, all uh, pro linemen and Nick Chubb being um, uh, ruled out before we recorded on Wednesday night because I didn't. <laughs> no, well, but it, pretty... I still would have picked it. No, I still would have picked it regardless. I'm still even with all these injuries to Cleveland. Now we know what these teams are going to be. It's happening tonight. We 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 can't be surprised anymore. I'm still not confident enough to go with a Denver pick in this game. What I do yep. think I know will happen is Cleveland themselves, and this is not just the last game against Arizona, this is on the season. Cleveland is 26 DVOA when defending the number one receiving threat for opposing offenses. In fact, they give up an average of 9.2 catches and 99 yards per game to that number one receiving threat on the opposing offense. Cortland Sutton was targeted 14 times last game, 11 targets the time before that. His number right now is around 4.5 to 5 receptions depending on where you're going I'm going the over on that number no matter where it is no matter what the juice is I'm going over four and a half over five receptions for Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver dangles the reason I went first there is because I am three and three a measly three and three on Thursday night lean so I'm going to go to you my friend you're four and two you came off a loss last week but this has been your bread and butter where are you going for the Thursday night lean tonight I've got uh, Dearness Johnson under 59 and a half rush yards. I just think there are too many variables in this game at, at the running back position. And, and just it generally for, for this to be a game where I can confidently say he's going to get a bunch of carries for a bunch of yards. Like what if, you know, what mm. if he stinks coming out the gate and they, they bring that kid Felton in and he, he blows shit up. We've seen he's got some explosive ability. Dearness Johnson's just kind of a spell guy, a guy you bring in on maybe short down situations. That's how he's been used in Cleveland, at least so far in his career there. Um, so, you know, and what if they get down early in case Keenum has to, to drop back and pass a lot? And I, I do feel like people might be leaning over here because they'll see Case Keenum and they'll say, oh, well, this is just a backup. He's not going to cut it in the pass game. And, and, and maybe they're right. But, you know, let's not forget that Case Keenum was actually a pretty effective quarterback for a year or two, uh, particularly the year when he played the Minnesota Vikings. He had uh, uh, he was 11 and three as a starter with 22 t- touchdowns and seven picks. That was four years ago. But the guys played in the NFL. He started uh, for teams before and he understands the pressure that comes along with being a starting quarterback. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think the Ernest Johnson goes under 59 and a half rush yards this week in Cleveland. I hope not because he's starting on my more bun fantasy <laughs> team and I'm hoping to trade him away for draft picks next year. But you are five and three on prop bets so far, four and two on Thursday night leans. The D. Ernest Johnson under is your play. Shape of the Sharp, you yourself got back to over 500 on Thursday night leans. You're four and three on the year. Where are you going for this really terrible game? Well, I, I do agree, Tony. It might be sloppy and messy on the surface, and I'm going to try to play into that narrative here now. Uh, this really irritates me that the number has moved significantly at time of recording. Uh. Um, I never I never recommend this, but I do think, and, and, and my friend Hitman would be, he, he also says, you know, you shouldn't recommend this, but I am going to recommend here on two of my totals here this week, uh, my total of the week, which we'll get to later, and this uh, my bet for the Thursday night lean will be, uh, the first half under 20 and a half, and I will recommend paying the dime to get it to an even 21. Um, mm. That three touchdowns is very key here, and it's pretty simple to me, guys. I mean, the Broncos, the last three games in a three-game losing streak, have scored uh, seven points or less in each of those first halves. Yeah. Now, obviously, Cleveland had that, that had that boat race with the Chargers and had that crazy game with the Cardinals, but you think about just their lack of, I mean, just options, Chubb, Hunt, both their offensive line, and obviously no Baker. And I, I agree with the Dangles. I think Keenan will be serviceable, but I just think this is a game where Stefanski's has got to tell him, hey, let's let the defense let's let the defense win this game for us. Let's be conservative yeah. here, especially in the first half. Let's find our sea legs. Let's don't be afraid to punt. Not be ultra aggressive. So I love I love this under. I love this first half under. I am going to recommend paying a dime to get it to twenty one. But my official play will be an under twenty and a half first half. Under. Interesting. Yeah, Case Keenum and Kevin Stefanski back together again after their time in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, and Case Keenum was pretty damn good when he had Stefanski calling the plays for him. Yes, It'll be was. interesting to see what happens here. Oh, he's so good he hasn't started a game in three years, Tony. Oh man. <laughs> he I'm did not... fall off the face of the earth. There's no <laughs> there's no denying that. You know what I oh mean? Oh my god, like, Case Keenum starting. I'm Watch not, out. I'm not you saying he's I'm not saying he's I'm not, a killer. I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm just Tony. saying he's been it. there. I'm just saying the last time he played with Stefanski calling the plays, he was a world beater. They were like thirteen and three that year. I'm not saying he's that quarterback, but I'm just saying he 
He's not Jacoby Brissett coming in here. He's a serviceable cat. Anyway, that's it for the Thursday Night Lead. Already there's contention amongst the group here. I'm excited to see how that turns out in our next segment, the Sunday Night Locks. A really, it's, it's a bad game, but that's coming up next. West Coast Gamblers. All right, we are back for the Sunday night lock, the Sunday night primetime game. Most of the time, this is the game of the week. But if you were watching last week's Sunday night game, you noticed that Al Michaels took a a sabbatical. He had load management going on. It was Mike Tirico in the booth calling last Sunday night's game. I don't know why Al did that, because if it was me, I would have definitely missed the game we're about to have this week. Dangles, what do we got? Yeah, it's not quite as exciting as some of the, as say, Patriots uh, Buccaneers, for example. Uh, we've got the Indianapolis Colts instead on the road, hitting uh, hitting the road for Santa Clara, Northern California, to Levi Stadium to take on the 49ers, who are five, uh, four and a half, excuse me, home favorites. Total here is, uh, speaking of Syracuse legends, 44. Uh, we were we were just talking about, uh, oh God, who were we just talking about? <laughs> He was a legend. He was a legend. Uh, so yeah, four and a half points for the Niners here. Uh, total is 44 points. Um, I'll kick this off because this is a bad game and I feel like a bad game calls for a, a, a bad bet. I, I don't really recommend betting on fullbacks usually, but, uh, but my bet here is Kyle Juszczyk over 18 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's like handling that. most of San Francisco's passing work. Eli Mitchell has just four catches for 30 yards in, in the four games that he's played. Juszczyk leads the San Francisco backfield in receiving and is clearly uh, a part of Kyle Shanahan's passing offense and has been for a number of years as, like as as since the time he's been here and more than just a blocker he's part of this offense uh he's got he gets more offensive work than any other fullback in the league and he's hit his over in four of uh five games this year and has been on the field for no fewer than 59 percent of sta- snaps since week one so I think he's going to be involved in the passing game he will get that work and 18 and a half yards is reachable honestly Dangles you just said a fullback is uh the main part of their passing game and that's proof wrong am no. i wrong <laughs> no i'm just saying that's proof that this game is just nigh unwatchable listen i'm a big fan of darius Leonard. i'm a big fan of debo samuel some of these guys are great but this game stinks and we try really hard really really hard to do the research for this these games for these picks we try really hard to give you the listener or the watcher reasons to be interested in these games to want to watch these games to have fun with these games but this game stinks and i'm not going to try i'm just going to tell you when the game stinks i'm taking the under and i might not even watch it i might flip over to playoff baseball should the red Sox still exist at that point and they may very well not under 44, go Syracuse. Now, Dangles, you're 4-2 and two on Sunday Night Bets. I yeah. myself am also 4-2 and two on Sunday Night Bets. Those aren't the best record on the show. No, the best record on the show with the Sunday Night Lock goes to Schaefer the Sharp, who is 5-1. Where are you going, Schaefer? Guys, I like this quite a bit. You know, I was looking at this game, and, and you know, obviously with a coming off a bye for San Francisco, you're always kind of, with, with, with Shanahan and, and Trey Lance, you definitely kind of worry about, that preparation, getting the playbook, and just getting more comfortable with the offense. And I actually like what I saw from San Francisco against the Cardinals. Uh, the fact they didn't cover the game was a freaking joke, and I can tell you what side I was on, but they definitely outstatted that team. Yeah. But look at this Colts team. You know, Tony's boyfriend over there, Carson Wentz, quietly in, in, in three games has passed for six touchdowns, zero picks. Obviously, they lost that heartbreaker uh, in Baltimore, but they yeah. won two out of three games. They're two and four. And would you believe this is the last game on the West Coast before it kicks off a three-game homestand for the Colts where they get the Titans, Jets, and Jaguars? Mm. I think this is the, the, their season is, is, is pretty much upon them here the next four weeks, and I do think we will get max effort from the Colts, from Frank Reich. I think Wentz is playing with a little confidence. You saw you saw the T.Y. Hilton um, spark uh, last week. Big. I think that definitely helps them. Jonathan Taylor's running well. I do like Darius Leonard to kind of shadow Trey Lance. So you know where I'm going with this, guys. Give me the Colts, plus four and a half. Uh, I feel good with the bet. And I really, you know, I almost, I almost put this in my card as one of my top three. But for the sake of the Sunday night lean, I like the Indianapolis Colts plus four and a half. Interesting. Now, uh, I, you, you mentioned Trey Lance there. I do believe it's going to be Jimmy G in this game. Does that change your bet at all? I do think I do think Jimmy G obviously is, is named starter, but I do think Lance will have some wrinkles in there. Yeah. It will not change my bet. 
not change your bet. Indy plus four and a half. I'd like that because I do have Indy in a couple of places to make the playoffs and to win that division. In Tennessee last week, well, they they put their planted their flag and said they're the best team in that shitty division. Indy needs to catch so, up. But uh, yeah, what's up, Daniel? Tony Squares. Before we go, really quickly. First of all, Mike Tirico, Syracuse legend. I was thinking of had to come back around there on that. Go. Second of all. Listeners might remember a couple of weeks ago where our uh, our friend Schaefer the Sharp called out Tony Squares for using San Fran to refer to San Francisco. I think this is appropriate time to bring this up. Did I do that? Yeah, I, th- I think you oh, did. No. I th- did I, I use San Fran? Did, no, did no, Tony did, and you brought up that oh, yeah, you had a friend. But So here's the thing, and this has been great in me for the, the last few weeks. Every time you refer to the Jaguars, you say Jaguars. Do you want to Correct. explain to me where the the, the IR uh, is in there? Where the because that is that's just Dangles. not how that's just not how it's I done. I understand. No, it's a Midwest versus Southern thing. We say I get it. Jag J A G W I R E S. Jaguars. I I, I, I get it. It's just this is what it. we say. Well, don't, we go, say. To, don't go, go to don't I have no defense. I have no defense. Don't go to Jacksonville. <laughs> Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> well, the good news is we don't have to go to San Fran either. Instead, now we're going to the games that matter. We're going to the King of the Coast. Five bets from each of these hosts coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. All right, boys, it's time to make some money on week seven. On the week seven slate, we've done the Thursday game, we've done the Sunday primetime game. Now it is time to open up the field. All of week seven is open unto us. We're making five bets here in King of the Coast. Three sides, one teaser, one total. Each of these bets are confidence ranked. We get points if we get these right. That first side we give out is worth one point on the total. That second side is two points. The teaser and total are also worth two points individually. And then finally, we give out the backup, the Brinkstruck side of the week, the guarantee of week seven. That is worth a whopping three points. Dangle, so far on the season, you have 22 points in the King of the Coast totals. Not too great. You're 11, 18, and 1 in King of the Coast best. If you don't start to turn around now, it's going to be a lost cause for the yeah. season. But I have faith in you. You do well in the primetime games. It's got to happen during these King of the Coast games. Schaefer the Shark is now in second place. He did bad last week. He's only up to 31 points, still above 531 points on the year. You're 16, 13, and 1. That 1 kills you in this bet because I'm 16 and 14, but I have 32 points because I keep hitting my Brinks truck bets. But first, let's go to these one-point sides. Let's start to dive into this game. Dangles, we're going to you first. What's your one-point side for week seven in King of the Coast. Well, I don't believe I've won a single game that I've bet on with this team in it, my team, but I'm going to try and turn that around this week. I'm taking the Pats minus six and a half at home against the Jets. I see this as a bounce back game for us. It's not unlike week two after we lost on a fumble in the in the closing minutes of the game to Miami, needed a bounce back. Who was there to catch us? Always the Jets. Thank you, New York, for the Jets as a Patriots fan. Uh, won that game 25-6. to They rallied then, and I think they do again. Um, they hit the road twice after this week to the Los Angeles and then Carolina, so they got to capitalize on this opportunity at home. They're 17-4 and all-time at Gillette against the Jets. They've covered... Uh, six and a half points in nine of the last 10 head-to-head games they've played against the Jets dating back to 2016 and each of the last six at home that they've played uh, against the Jets. Of course, those all came with Brady, uh, but Mac Jones has been making strides forward. I like what I'm seeing. And last, Belichick knows this Jets team. He knows how to beat them. He knows where they're not good, and he's going to exploit them just like he does every single time this week. I like this inside of a touchdown. It doesn't scare you that they just played each other. 
No, not at all. Not at all. You are, Belichick's you are, smarter than that. You are 1-3 when betting on New England. You are 0-3 when betting on the Jets. All right, speaking on one that I don't really feel good on, I don't really feel good on this board. Uh, a lot of big, big numbers here. In fact, three of the four afternoon games have spreads of over 10 points or more. It's a... It's a weird slate, and this one I don't really feel too confident in, but I can just tell that I was really wrong on this team last week, and I knew it from the time we recorded this podcast to the time we kicked off on Sunday. The Raiders really rallied around each other. It was not an Urban Meyer situation. It was instead of only the people in this locker room matter situation, let's take it to the field. And the Raiders showed that that offense especially can be one of the best in the league and can score on just about anybody. Now they play Philly who seems to be falling apart, who seems to be not rallying around each other, not saying, hey, only the people in this locker room matter. Nick Sirianni doesn't really have a grip on what's going on there. And also, that team is like, I think, fourth in the league, DVOA rushing the ball. But a lot of that has to do with Jalen Hurts. They don't do the simple things correctly. I gave out a Miles Sanders prop last week in their game for Miles Sanders to have receiving yards. He was open. My, my, my read was correct. He was open on those little checkdown routes, but Jalen Hurts does not use checkdown routes. He tries to go for the big play. He tries to extend out of the pocket, go down the field. I think LVR, the Las Vegas Raiders, runs away with this one, especially at home in a raucous crowd environment. I'm taking LVR minus three for my one-point side. Drew, where are you going? I'm going to start out doing what I love best putting that lipstick on a pig. I wanted to get gross here with this one-point side, guys. I actually contemplated taking the Dolphins. I mean, Matt Ryan is favored on the road. Nope, but can't do that with all the trade rumors. I actually kind of want to fade your Packers this week, Tony. I've seen this story before. Packers off an emotional win with the undefeated Cardinals in the future. That's just a classic letdown spot for Green Bay. I couldn't believe that number was 7.5. I thought it could be closer to 10. Can't quite take that. No, as it started out at 10. The past few days, it has crept to seven yeah, and a half. There are people betting on football team. Yeah, that makes sense. So for my one-point side, I'm going to get gross here. Um, it didn't work out for me a couple weeks ago, but I think I have a better team. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears, plus 12 mm. in Tampa Bay. Mm. And I just think I just think this is too many points uh, for a Bears defense that actually gave Tom Brady his last regular season loss. Remember the classic four? Is it four when he had actually on fourth down? Yeah. Now, I actually I liked what I saw from the Bears defense last week against Rodgers. You know, they kind of kept him, they kind of boxed him in. That last drive was just epic Rodgers. I still own you. But, you know, Fields is slowly coming along. I'd feel much more confident about this bet or wait it if I didn't think Nagy would pound his head in the ground trying to establish the fucking run, which he won't be able to do. <laughs> but guys, the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary is a mash unit. Yeah. And I do think Mooney and Robinson can eat if Fields just gets out of the pocket. Make some easy throws. I just think this is too many points. Go ahead, Tony. No, that's the thing. They don't do that because my Green Bay defensive core was a mash unit as well. We were starting Rajul Douglas as a cornerback for that team. Isaac Yedidum was starting as a cornerback for my Packers team, and Nagy did not call an offense to attack those cornerbacks. I watched that whole game. Obviously, I'm a Packers fan, and I was astonished that even when Nagy saw examples of of, uh, uh, Fields making plays with his feet, and we could not even come close to stopping it, they did not call rollouts. They did not call uh, uh, run-pass options. They don't do it. It boggles my mind. So I was right there with you. I wanted to take Chicago plus 12, but knowing that they're not going to do what the best thing for them to do on that offense, knowing that that, that he was just going to sit there in the pocket and let this great defensive line of the Buccaneers come down on him and not move his feet. This is Nagy's fault. I couldn't do it. I hope you're right. I couldn't do it. It's a, it's a completely legitimate, viable concern. Again, I took, I took the Dolphins at 10 two weeks ago against the Bucks, That did not work out for me. I think this Bears team is significantly better than the Dolphins. So we got two points of value here. Uh, I'm going to roll with it with one point, and I hate to root for Chicago, but let's just let's just keep it within 12, guys. Listen, you're 8-5 and five when betting on the underdog. You're 10-3 and three when betting on away teams, and you're 4-1 and one when betting on the Bears. I hope you're right to help all those records out. Chicago plus 12 is your first one-point side. Dangles, it is time for the teasers. You won 
your first teaser Woo. last week. Now, for the listeners at home. I didn't even need to tease the games. <laughs> for, for the listeners at home, what a teaser does is it gives you six to seven points to use in your favor on the spread. For instance, uh, Drew just took Chicago plus 12. If he put them in a teaser, he could make it Chicago plus 18 with that extra six points. The problem is you got to take two of those bets tie them together in a bow, and get both of them right to get your money. So Dangles, two-team teaser. It's worth two points in the King of the Coast rankings. You won your first one last week in a shellacking. You got the confidence, man. Where are you going this week? I got a couple of games that I think could end up you know, potentially being coin flips here. And uh, for our listeners, just you know, a couple of little tips on teasers. Never tease through the number zero. And always look to tease through key numbers three and seven because that's how many games end up in points. If you're going to tease up, uh, say, you know, something that is at two and a half points, like I'm going to do this week, for example, with the Miami Dolphins teasing them up to eight and a half points. Uh, they are home underdogs against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they, he, they're coming coming off of a tough loss. Um, yeah, the trade rumors are out there, and I guess that's that's part of it, but maybe this team will play inspired this week, and Atlanta's not very good. So I feel pretty good about that, and it moves through number three. It moves through the number seven, so you get both of those. Uh, mm-hmm. The Giants are my other leg of this at plus nine, moving them up six points from plus three to plus nine. Don't catch the three there, but you do catch the seven. I do think this game could end up being—they're also home dogs, and I just I think this game could end up being closer. Carolina is kind of—they're a very good defensive team, but they've kind of skidded to a halt offensively over the last couple of weeks compared to what we were seeing out of them in the first few. Um, and, uh, you know, the Giants have an okay defense, and Daniel Daniel Dimes is, you know, he's going to do his thing, and he might just run up on you, and he might just cover on you, or he might just cover on you on the back end. So who knows here? I, so I've got the, I've got a six-point teaser where I'm teasing the uh, Miami Dolphins up from two and a half points to eight and a half, and the Giants from three to nine. Just two terrible teams. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. two god awful teams. They very well could win the games they're in. They're home dogs against not good teams themselves. But yeah. yeah, Danny Dimes found the turnover bug once again this week. That scares me from taking those Giants. But I feel you, Dangles. I hope you're right. Uh, I'm doing the opposite. I'm taking two teams that should win their game at home, but that spread is you know kind of big. It might not happen. So let's tease them. Let's just make it a money line parlay. Essentially, the first one is my Green Bay Packers. Drew, I'm right there with you, man. I This is a classic Packers game where they're suddenly down by a field goal in the fourth quarter and no one knows how it happened. I just think Rodgers is going to win this game. That Washington football defense is terrible. Bakhtiari's back. Elton Jenkins is back. That whole offensive line is finally, finally, praise the Lord, going to be healthy <laughs> the way it was supposed to be from the first week of the season in this game. And I like Heineke, but I I do think my defense, especially against the run, has been playing really well. I think we do well in that game, and I think we win. So Green Bay down to a half a point. Thankfully, that spread has moved in my favor. Green Bay down to a half a point. The other one is, we've said it 72 times on this podcast, especially this year alone. Bill Belichick doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks. I'm taking New England in a pick I'm taking Green Bay .5. That's my two-team teaser worth two points. Shafe of the Sharp, where are you going? I got to acknowledge my friend Dangles. Uh, Week 7. The sharpest teaser of the year for Dangles there. Teasing up through the, (laughs) not only teasing through up key numbers, teasing home dogs that are shitty on the surface. That'll be a very, very popular teaser play amongst the pros, especially with low totals. I'm proud of you, man. Um, Saying that, I don't have the balls to play that. I don't have the balls to play that. (laughs) Um, <laughs> say that it's gonna um, lose. Say that's gonna lose. No, no, no. I, 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 go, I, oh, I, that's a smart I, guy walking into Vegas, putting that ticket no, in there. I, except it's gonna I lose. I don't. I, I, I like. I like that. I just don't have the stones to play it. Um, Tony, I won't. I won't belabor the point. Uh, I'll make this easy. Pats minus one. Um, for all the reasons you said, and uh, I am taking the Ravens down to point five. Mm. Um. This team is, you know, I, I full disclosure. I have the Ravens under ticket. That that that's gonna that's gonna go up in flames the regular season. I mean, this team is such. They are so impressive. Regular season bullies. Now, typically, I would be worried about a letdown spot after an emotional Monday night win yeah. and one of the wins of the year against the Chargers. No, not not in division game. Not with Harbaugh. The the Bengals are going to be reckoned with, and I think the Ravens will be completely focused enough for this game. Not, so sc- give not me... scared of the quest for seven and big scary man guy? <laughs> not, big, big scum? Not, not, not quite. Not quite yet. So uh, I, 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 don't think, I don't think Cincinnati goes to Baltimore and wins, so give me the Pats minus one, Ravens 
at point five, six point teaser minus one ten. Drew, you are five and one on teasers, and when you take in that New England New York Jets game, you're three and one when betting New England, three and zero oh when betting the Jets. Pretty the pretty much the opposite of what Dangles is for those Dangles. Though, let's go <laughs> two point side, my man. Where are you going? I'm going to stay with that very same game. I have the Bengals covering in this one. Uh, I, 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 look, anomalies happen in the NFL, right? Just ask the Packers after week one. That that was an anomaly, right? The Ravens won 34-6 last week against the Chargers on just 167 yards and a touchdown from Lamar Jackson. They paced the game with, like, 82 running backs against one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They're going to need more of that against this than that against the stout Bengals defense that's sixth ranked uh, in rush D per PFF and fifth in DVOA. The Bravens are a bottom half defensive team too. The Bengals are a top team offense. They've got big downfield explosive playability now with Jamar Chase, who's established himself as the number one wide receiver on that team. I think the Bengals come ready to play. They know this Ravens team. They play them twice a year, every year. I think this is a great spot for them to to cover, maybe win, but I feel like they cover six. Okay. Uh, For mine, this is tough because no matter what metric you look at, Kansas City's rush defense is fucking terrible. Okay, football outsiders, pro football focus, pro football reference. You can go down to your tailor and talk to the Kansas Kansas City's rush defense stinks. One of the worst in the league, and they're going up against Derrick Henry, who is a golden god. Okay, no one can stop Derrick Henry. They haven't been able to stop Derrick Henry in a decade. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm taking Kansas City minus five and a half because that offense should have scored 60 points against the Washington football defense. And again, they're playing a defense this week that is worse than that Washington football team defense. I don't care that Derrick Henry is going to be able to run for 300 yards in this game. I believe in Patrick Mahomes in this offense. I believe that this team knows they're 3-3 three and three and cannot go down to 3-4. and four. I believe that this team will go into Tennessee, who is going to be coming down off of a very emotional win. And I'm sorry, Ryan Hurd. I'm sorry, Austin. I'm sorry, everyone who listens to this show who loves those Tennessee Titans. Kansas City is coming in and beating you guys by 5.5 points. KC minus 5.5 because I don't care shape of the sharp where are you going well if they did beat him by five and a half uh points tony that would be a first in the nfl of anyone ever beating someone by a half a point i'm um, looking forward to that but um squares i'm gonna piggyback off you or should you say piggyback off me um raiders minus three is my two point side and i actually one of the games i got right that was not on my uh king of the coast because of we we, we do record at an undisclosed hour um was the raiders uh, I was all over the Raiders last week because of what I read. Yeah. What I read was Derek Carr is an absolute leader of men, and he refuses to let this distraction of the Gruden thing let this team go. It's just it's way too early in the season, guys. Yep. And they played inspired football. They played great football. And kind of like you said, Tony, I mean, Philadelphia's defense, uh, Carr torches zone defenses. And guess who plays? the least amount of man defense in all of football on the defense side, the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, uh, Philadelphia, you know, like what you said, they don't really, they're not really running the ball with Sanders. And I think Max Crosby can eat off the edge here. Um, I don't like what I see in Philly. No. I think this number is short. So I do feel the, the Vegas Raiders uh, coming home for the first time since this whole email debacle, I do think they're going to get a big, big, uh, boost from the home crowd, um, and guys, they're they're tied for the lead in the division. They're four and two. Yeah, everything's in front of them. Yeah, everything's in front of them. So I think you're going to focus team, and I like what I see from Carr. Give me the Raiders minus three. Uh, my sentiment exactly. I I think I don't know what happens in this game, but I do think the Raiders win by more than three. And yeah, I was as soon as I gave out that Denver bet, and I start doing some research on on how this team is coming around each other. I knew that was the wrong bet. Uh, They're Dangles. focused, man. They're absolutely focused. Tangled is the one part of King of the Coast you were doing well on. You did lose last week, but you usually do well on these. This is the total time. It's the squarest bet of the show. Where are you going for your total of the week for week seven? Well, I'm going to two quarterbacks and two teams that are going to know each other very well. I have the Rams-Lions under 51 points. <laughs> I think this number is high. Given what's the spread? 14 and a half, I believe, at, at the time of recording, according to DraftKings. Yeah, 14 and a half points in favor of the Rams. <laughs> it's a big spread. 
Um, so I, I, it's given two touchdowns. I don't like that, how high that number is. And the Rams know Jared Goff and the Lions know Matthew Stafford. I think that gives both defenses a leg up in, uh, in game planning. So I've got the Rams under it's 51 right now. It was 50 and a half yesterday. Rams lions under 51 points. The only thing that kills me on that dangles is, uh, yeah, I mean, what is so is... fucking funny? Tony squares. <laughs> no, this is obviously the, uh, uh, the, the Jared Goff revenge game, which I don't know what that means, but he's going to be coming in in this game. And if you think Dan Campbell will get everyone around in the locker room being like, we're doing this for Jared, I believe that it happened, but also, no, uh, it wouldn't. He called Jared out the uh, last week. Yeah, you, but you, you know what I mean? He's, Jared is not together. high on Dan Campbell's list right now. He, he called you don't call the quarterback out in no. front of the in front of the entire press corps of that city. You don't do that as a coach unless he's not he's really not cutting it. Shave for the shot. Uh, Where are you going for your total? I do want to acknowledge that I bet the Lions last week. Another one that on Sunday I was on the complete opposite side. I had the Bengals in the contest. I had the Bengals <laughs> team total. Don't bet on the Lions on your birthday and podcast after you had about 10 beers. Just don't do it. Well, last time it so was 12. I, I like that. that the number's decreasing every time yeah, you tell the story. It might have been. It's, it's somewhere in between. All right. So for my side, I like this quite a bit, guys. And again, I, I hate this fucking number. Sorry for my friend. Sorry, Mom. Um, but I'm going to that Giants-Carolina game. Uh, listen, I listened to rules. I, I read rules comments after that game. And... Oh, my God. Can we all get off the Sam Darnold uh, parade? Oh, Adam Gase. No. It was a this fun ride. To Sam for a, it was a fun ride Sam for Darnold, a Sam Darnold had <laughs> Christian McCaffrey in his backfield. That's what made Sam Darnold different. No. Without Christian McCaffrey, Tony, stop it. Sam Darnold is horrible. <laughs> He's horrific. He's bad, 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 bad. But what, what did Rule say? We need to get back to basics. We need to start running the ball. Obviously, the Giants don't have the most dynamic offense. So I'm going back to the well here, guys. I think this is a super vanilla, conservative, tight first half. Very ultra conservative. No big plays. No explosive plays. Give me that first half under. Again, it's 20 and a half. I want to buy. I want to buy. I want to buy the half point for a dime. But I will put it on the on the king of the coast. I will officially make it 20 and a half. I would recommend to buy that half point this one time for an under 21, but that will be my first half under 20 and a half Carolina Giants. This is a weird one, okay, because I really struggled with this board to try and find a total. I've been struggling with totals all along, and Drew did something last week that I hadn't even thought about doing, and that is taking a team total in this section. And so I looked at all the team totals, overs and unders, and I looked at, you know, Detroit, 17 and a half. Maybe Jared Goff scores points, or maybe he gets shut out. I could not convince myself to land on a number, whether it be a game total over-under or a team total over-under. So I went even deeper. If you notice the past few weeks, no one has been worse in the first quarter than the New York Jets. And I really wanted to take a first half under for them, but it was like seven and a half, so I couldn't do it. Too little. Too too many like random things can happen. That green that New England defense is not as good as presented. Okay. They were letting up big plays to yes, it was Dak Prescott, and that's not going to be Zach Wilson, but they were letting up big plays. And I do think Zach Wilson is going to have come back and have something to prove against this New England team. And I just don't think it's going to get going in the first half. But I'm taking the New York Jets second half over seven and a half points. Just score more than a touchdown. <laughs> In the second half, New York, Zach Wilson just need a touchdown and a field goal. Touchdown and a two-point conversion. Three field goals. Doesn't matter. New York Jets, second half, over seven and a half points. I'm Is that my a wits preset end. line already? That's, That's a, preset a preset line. line. I'm at wow. my wits end. I'm at my wits end. Seven <laughs> and a half points in the second okay. half. Let's go J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Ugh. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I, no, I just I wrote I just, it down. I went, man, I hate this. <laughs> I'm doing it, but I hate it. Um, rack up the Brinks truck. Last bet we're gonna give out three point uh, sides. I've been pretty hot on this, and I love my bet. I, I'm, I love my bet. I'm not gonna give it out first. I'm gonna go to Dangles first. What do you got for your Brinks truck bet? 
All right, Tony, let's make it a beer bet. I have the Titans covering five and a half. I think the complete opposite. I think they come off that win. They just hung 34 points on the best defense in the NFL. That's going to give you confidence. And I do care that Derrick Henry (laughs) is a golden god. I do care that he's going to run for 300 yards on that defense. And I do care that he is unstoppable right now. And he makes everyone around him better because you have to spend so much time I'm paying attention to where 22 is at all times on the field. Give me the Titans five and a half points. The Chiefs have the worst run defense in the NFL, according to PFF. Derrick Henry is going to eat all day. Beer bet. Shea for the sharp. Uh, what's your back up the Brinks truck bet, my man? Oh, you're taking the lead, so you get to go last, Tony, and bring us home. Is that is that is that the deal? Have you not, I, been, have also you not been here out, for the last two years? I'm also giving out the best bet I think I've given out all year. The you last time that, I said you that, you said that two weeks ago, I, and you lost it. No, I didn't. Indy no, 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 won no, no, that no. bet. Dangles, pay attention. I'm keeping the books here. Indy won that yeah, bet. Yeah, Drew. No, I, I, okay. I'm going back to the well. I'm fading, fading, fading those mid-tier quarterbacks, hmm. and I know that I'm backing a very questionable quarterback, but a quarterback in the second half of the Sunday night game had a 75 PFF grade. Yeah. And guys, in what fucking world, in what world (laughs) is Jameis Winston, a four and a half point favorite in Seattle on Monday night football? Are you dry effing me? Are you S H I T? I want to get that. I want to get that on a T-shirt. By the way, I, are you dry effing me? We got That'll be after that. Have to be the first piece of I mean, WCG this, merch. That, this line. This line is so bad. And listen, you know, Gino. That second half, he showed some. He showed some fight. Yeah, he did. And 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 the twelfth man in Seattle is a real thing. They're gonna. They need this game like blood. Again, these games aren't. These these teams aren't playing to cover. They're playing to win. And I think they still has DK Metcalf. He's just got Lockett. They still established the run. And I know their defense is bad, but Jameis Winston. And, 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 and what did Peyton say? Peyton's yelling at Jameis for taking shots downfield. Again, this is an ultra, ultra conservative game plan. This should be a low-scoring game. Yeah. You're giving me four and a half points and one of the biggest home field advantages and rally around a backup quarterback. It's not delivery. It's DeGino. <laughs> Seahawks plus four and a half. Back up the brakes truck! <laughs> so, Drew, the only thing that holds me back there is uh, it has to do with the bye weeks. And it really draws me to my bet that I'm giving out for this brakes truck bet. And I'm amazed that no one else gave it out. Because I know it's not an automatic thing, but when a team is coming off of a bye week and they have that extra six or seven days rest in these games, that is always a huge advantage, uh, more than any other advantage. And I understand New Orleans is coming off the bye to play that game against Seattle. I get that completely. But I'm going to another game with my backup, the Brinks truck bet. Secondly, when you're playing in London, usually your team has a bye the next week because coming back from London is such a drag on the, uh, the, the system, on the physical bodies, on the mental acuity, all that stuff. And so usually teams have a bye. In fact, two weeks ago, Atlanta and New York Jets played in London. Last week, they had a bye. Two weeks uh, last week, Miami and Jacksonville played in London. This week, Jacksonville has a bye, and Miami is still playing. And we talked about at the beginning of this show all the stuff that's going around with two of the quarterback, the trades in and out, Flores, they're one and five, all that stuff going on. And who do they play after back? Coming back from London, they're playing Atlanta coming off of a bye. So Atlanta has six days extra west rest. Miami is coming from London on a short week to play a football game. How is this not everyone's best bet? I'm amazed that Drew didn't have this on his slate. I understand taking Matt Ryan as a favorite in the road, blah, blah, blah. Rest trumps all. Coming from London to play a team coming off of the bye. This game's going to be over by halftime. Atlanta minus two and a half. I don't even need to look up the stats for this game. Atlanta sucks. I'm taking Atlanta minus two and a half in Miami just for rest factor alone. And that is my backup, the Brinks truck lock. It's automatic. It's going to happen. Shay for the sharp. What do you have to say for yourself for missing that on the board? Well, I I don't. I'm going to give some s- s- statistics for next week about teams covering off a of bye. Tony, you would be shocked. It is not advantageous. For have most they ever teams come off a of bye to play a team coming off of a London game? It's never happened before That's in the NFL. Never. Are you Are you sure? About I'm that? positive. I'm positive. Okay. Well, hey, I don't dislike your bet. I just uh, Matt Ryan should never be favored. Sorry on the road. I can't do it. But hey, 
Maybe it'll work out. That's Maybe why they play the games. Hey, before it's we a game. go, before we go, I forgot to do this in the middle of the thing. That's okay. But before we go, I have one last question to do on this podcast. Gaming Society they've been been a big supporter of the of us every week. They have a free to play prediction game. You can type in a few answers, have a chance to win seven thousand dollars. It is free to play. The three of us play it. We'll be promoting it on the socials. Feel free to sign up. But we're going to talk about one of the questions right now because it was bugging me this whole entire time. I think they did my guy dirty who's going to score more points on sunday aaron Rodgers and the packers against the washington football team or lebron james against the memphis grizzlies shape of the sharp want to go to you first love the question Lo- love the mm. cross sport prop great job always side. hey m- most of the time i would say hey packers playing a horrid defense uh you got it you, you got but like tony we've talked about it this is a flat spot for green bay mm. i don't like i just think i think they can sleep and again i think they'll score four touchdowns i think they might score 31 points lebron in the open against against the warriors again he's an ageless wonder 19th year in the league he still looks like he's 25 put up 34 i got the packers about 30 31 points i got lebron 35 give me lebron james scoring more points than the green bay packers dangles hmm that's tough. Um, I think I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think Aaron Rodgers can, uh, and the Packers score more. Washington stinks. Washington's terrible. They can't do. They can't do anything. They can't pass. They can't run. They can't play defense. They're just. They're falling. They're falling apart. They're falling apart. Um, and and there's probably going to be eventually some spin. And they they probably know this. Some spinoff from what happened. I hope with Gruden on that team. The NFL can't just overlook that. It may not happen until the off season, But I wouldn't be surprised if something. And they know they know that that's coming. And that's that. Be, their involvement in all of that is going to be floating in the locker room. I, Washington stinks. I'm definitely taking uh, definitely taking the Packers here to score more than LeBron. What is so funny again, Tony? No, it's just you know we do this whole bit to try and. Uh, you know, take it out of the show and put it on the promotional video and send it out there for gaming society so they can cross promote and stuff. And then Daniels decides to bring up the biggest like lightning rod in the history of the NFL. <laughs> throw it in there too. <laughs> Why not? Just throw it in there too. Everyone will love talking about that. Listen, the Packers are going to win this bet, not because I don't believe in LeBron James, but because LeBron James scored those 34 points through in a prime time game, the opener. Everyone's watching. It's on TNT. Everyone's talking about it. This game against the Memphis Grizzlies, nobody cares about. They're going to be up by 20 in the fourth quarter. LeBron ain't even playing. He's already having wine at that point. LeBron's going to get his 20 to 25. Green Bay is going to score in the 30s. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. And that is it for this show. That is it for week seven. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm always with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks. And we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And uh, it's a big fun slate this week. These games are getting a little interesting. A lot of big spreads out there. And there's a beer bet between me and Dangles. A lot to watch for. But that's all for the show. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.